Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Great to be here today. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. It's a gorgeous day to take the dog for a walk. Just perfect. (laughs) As long as you bundle up, I would think. Overcast. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's fall. It is full on. Mm -hmm. Fall is here. I love fall. Yeah, me too. I'm not a hot. One of my favorite seasons. Is it? Yeah. Do you like it's summer? It's definitely my top four. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I do like summer, yeah. You do? I, I didn't used to like summer till I moved from California to Washington mm-hmm. State. And then, you know, our our summer is a lot like the fall down in uh, right. where I'm from, California, where it's just pleasant and quite bearable and very enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, so then I, you know, grew to love summer while living up here. So Yeah. I don't even like summer up here. Really? Yeah. Too hot. For, yeah, as if, you know, yeah. I mean, 80s, anything above 80 is pretty brutal for me. Just not into it. Well, you're in the right place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know how people live in, like, Arizona. I don't know how dogs live in oh, those yeah. climates that are so hot. Yeah. Like Texas. And, I mean, anywhere southern like that is pretty, right. p- pretty rough. And they'll probably never get the enjoyment of seeing a dog in a slicker. Like, uh, we, we get that enjoyment yes. <laughs> on a regular basis up here. Well, um, yes, you know, no shame in putting a coat on your dog if the dog needs it. And, uh, you know, I was walking outside of my uh, exercise class. I do a, these um, dance classes through a company called Studio 52 in Seattle, and they're wonderful. And um, it's on Capitol Hill in Seattle, and I was walking out of my class this morning, and this is the second time now that I've walked out of my class, and there's this little boxer puppy um, tied out outside. I think while it's uh, people are going in to get coffee, I think it's, and I hope it's just for a few minutes, um, but this little, I mean, we're talking like, mm, I don't know, saw it a couple weeks ago, probably 10 weeks old. And so maybe now 12 weeks old ish little puppy. First of all, I don't, I don't think I would tie my dog out and just leave it out there at any age, let alone a little puppy. Mm-hmm. And boxers are very thin. They have a very, you know, thin coat and little body fat. So they're not good cold weather dogs. It's not like a husky or, you know, Newfoundland or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this poor little buddy was out there just shivering. Second time now I've seen him. So if I've got a next time I think I might have to wait and uh or I don't know, maybe say something. Just suggest maybe a jacket for the puppy if you insist on tying him out. Um I think I'm like too protective of my dogs to leave them tied out. I'm afraid someone would steal them and use them in a dog fighting ring or um, that, just that, steal them. There's not that many wiener dogs used in, oh, in dog fighting rigs well, as far as I Leia. know. Well, not Leia. I wouldn't tie my <laughs> I wouldn't tie my cattle dogs out anyway for a public safety concern because right. they're not too keen on strangers. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I get I couldn't do it. A lot of people do it, and it always just I just I'm uncomfortable with it. I guess. You know, something else that really is um, tough for me to see is when, especially on the highway, but really on any road, 
especially on the highway, dogs in the back of trucks, uh, in the bed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, especially not like securely fastened with a harness, but I still don't even like to see that. But I have, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of this recently and it freaks me out when I'm driving. Actually, I think last week I saw one when I was on my way back into Seattle from this show. Mm-hmm. A dog loose up against the edge of the side of a truck bed on I-90, major highway. Right. Like, you could stop short or flinch or swerve, and that dog would fly out of the back. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, don't look, don't look, <laughs> as I'm walking behind. Well, luckily, I, I, I got to say, I agree with you on that for sure. It does make me nervous when I see that as well because, yeah, you could certainly stop short and the dog could go flying on top of somebody. But I got to say, I've never heard of that happening. So uh, count our blessings that it does not seem to be a regular occurrence. But, uh, yeah, it probably seems smarter for the dog to ride inside. Which brings us to, um, you know, that's the slogan of Dogs Against Romney. Right. I ride inside. Right. Uh, we interviewed them, the founders, actually quite some time, several months ago now, uh, more of a pertinent discussion currently. But uh, there's, it was a group formed um, in response to this when the story first came out of how Mitt Romney um, strapped his dog to the top of his wagon. Seamus, yeah. Seamus, the Irish setter, and drove like right. 12 hours. Drove to Canada. Canada, and um, Seamus had explosive diarrhea halfway through. As to, anyone would as in a situation would. like that. And he just kind of pulled over and hosed him off. And Questionable judgment to any dog owner. I would think. But that's their slogan, I ride inside, and they have lots of dogs that... When you can afford an elevator for your cars in your house, you would think you could maybe afford to keep your dog inside when you're going on the road trip, you know? Yeah, it's just or, you know, maybe it's put a choice in a kennel or something. Questionable choice. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, um, I had a um, interesting just sort of quick thought about, you know, I do dog training and behavior through my company, Sensitive Dog. I do in-home private lessons here in the greater Seattle area and have been for over 10 years. And um, so I'm in a conversation with people every day about some form of dog behavior and training and communication and all that good stuff. And um, one of the conversations that I have frequently is about, well, is about energy. And the more that I do this and the better that I get at what I do, the more I think of derm. I think of dogs in terms of their energy. They're both their physical and mental. So everybody knows whether they do it or not. Everybody knows dogs require a certain amount of physical exercise. But what dogs don't, what people don't um, often realize is that dogs need a lot of mental exercise. And some dogs need more mental exercise than physical. Little dogs are a great example of that in general. Um, and so depending on the breed, little dog might not be up for going for really long walks or jogging, but is still quite smart and can get into trouble if they don't have an outlet for that energy. I used to have a really smart dog, so I, I would always make an effort to leave the like Sudoku out for him and you know, yeah. crossword puzzles. Yeah. Kept Something to do. for hours, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, you know, my two cattle dogs that are like brilliant and high energy, so it's a double whammy. And um, 
I was talking to my friend um, who I met who just had a baby. We met for coffee yesterday, and she is um, – it's actually Miss Haskell who – whose letters of her fourth and fifth grade classes we've read on the show now a couple times. Her classes have uh, written in letters about dogs and asking questions. And then I've done a couple shows where I've read the letters and then answered them. They're really, really cute, fun episodes. If you want to listen to those, you can find them archived with all of our other shows on dogradioshow.com. You can also download them for free from iTunes. And uh, anyway, so she just had a baby and, um, we met for coffee yesterday and she was like, well, you know, now I'm home all the time. The baby's like five weeks old. So newborn, she's like, you know, I'm home all the time. I'm not working. She's on maternity leave. (laughs) And, you know, I tried it. I'm like practicing getting out of the house, but certainly not doing as much as I used to do. And she said, so, you know, now I'll just sort of you know, pick one thing like she the baby has a diaper rash right now and now I'm obsessed with it. And uh, it like struck me how she said that, like she's used to working full time and now she's not. And she's in newborn phase, which from my understanding of what I've heard and what she's told me, it's about feeding, changing, sleeping. I mean, the babies, they eat, sleep and poop, you know, right. And that's really about it mm-hmm. for the first, I don't know how don't long. Don't forget screaming. And scream and crying, <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you kind of like get the hang of those things, and it's certainly very challenging and exhausting. But as far as the mental stimulation, it's different. And it just was interesting to me how she was like, yeah, now I'm not working. And I'll, she'll just like fixate on like one thing intellectually and just obsess about it because she doesn't have that outlet mm-hmm. in her life like she used to. And I was just thinking about dogs and the conversation that that I have with my clients and my own dogs, my cattle dogs who don't live on a farm and are not working all day like they need to be. Mm-hmm. And so especially my female will just sort of obsess about certain things like the mirror that's on the ground in the bathroom, even if it's turned towards the wall and it's not giving any reflection. She just is like obsessed with it. We like, got to get her there, a job. Stay there. Stay there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they get exercise. Like, we engage our dogs, you know, right. but they're, she's just something else. But I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, you just completely um, embodied, like, what I see happens to dogs so much. Like, they just need need to create jobs for themselves. Oh, I'm getting married in a week and a half. Congratulations. Thank you. And I say marriage because that's what I was raised to want for myself. And um, I'm marrying Darcy, who I've been together with for four years. We actually got engaged before this whole um, political aspect of it came came to be. But um, we're having a wedding, and uh, for us, there's just no other alternative of what feels right. And uh, so I've been awfully busy. I have my bachelorette party this weekend and our celebration wedding. And hopefully on our honeymoon, we'll actually get to get married. So uh, please approve referendum 74. Now, let me ask you, because I'm very curious, is there a dog theme in any way to the wedding? (laughs) Do the bridesmaids wear uh, dog collars? Are there bridesmaids? No, (laughs) there are not. We're not doing wedding parties. So we're having our parents walk us each down. All right. And, um, you know, I was actually joking with a friend last night that we were going to have her giant schnauzer um, officiate, be the efficient. What about ring bearer? 
I think, well, we're going to have, uh, there'll be a couple service dogs there because that's what Darcy does. She's the owner of Healing Allies. And uh, so I think we'll have, um, we'll definitely have some dog presence, but not the normal amount for us, which is, <laughs> which is more than normal. All right. Well, uh, well we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll be talking with Robert Pregelman, who's the founder of Seattle Dog Spot. We have some interesting dogs in the news Coming up, thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. For home repair, remodel, and construction advice, ideas, and stories, tune into Constructing Whatever. With over 40 years of combined experience, hosts Tim, Lynn, and Anna talk about whatever. From important need-to-know topics, taking your questions, latest industry news, and a whole lot of personality. Start your weekend with us, Constructing Whatever, every Saturday at 10 a.m. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. Saturday at 10 a.m. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Cornerstone Home Lending, we cover the world of animals. This week, October 28th, it's the last Sunday of the month, and that means it's a shelter, rescue sanctuary, and anything that helps our animal friends Sunday. We'll check in with the birds at Mollywood Avian Sanctuary in Bellingham and the horses at All Breed Equine Rescue in Marysville. Plus, we'll fill in the spaces featuring and getting to know new people and organizations. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com On the AM band at 1150 and on the FM HD band at 98.9 HD3 Alternative Talk 1150 
Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care, all the best food, treats, and toys for your dog and cat. You can find them online at allthebestpetcare.com and see where all of their now 10 locations are around western Washington. They have a new location up in North Ballard in Seattle on Holman Road. So if you're in that area, lucky you. You can check them out now. The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by The Natural Pet Pantry, Seattle's original raw and cooked food diets for dogs and cats. You can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com. They have a storefront in Burien, and you can also find their products in all the best pet care locations. Definitely the number one food I recommend you feed your dogs and cats. Locally made, locally owned, locally sourced. Uh, we are here now with Robert Pregelman back on the show. Robert is the founder of seattledogspot.com. And Robert is actually in Tennessee right now talking to us. How special is that? Welcome back to the show, Robert. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. So we were just, um, you know, Seattle. Okay, so seattledogspot.com, if you are not familiar, is a sort of your one-stop shop for um, resources, uh, referrals for businesses, uh, dogs in the news, all sorts of good stuff. So be sure to check it out. And uh, Robert comes on the show about every month, and we kind of catch up on some dog news that I get from Seattle Dog Spot, from the blog. So there's a you posted an update, Robert, about Obi, the overweight dachshund who sort of went viral, so to speak. He was like on all these national television shows, and um, he's like, I mean, grotesquely overweight. I think he's like 40 pounds overweight, and he's a dachshund. Actually, he's more like uh, 50. 50 pounds. pounds maybe, so now, like, maybe now it's 40 pounds, because I think yeah. he's lost like 12 pounds. So you posted an update, Robert. Give, will you give us first just a little bit of background on this, um, about sure. kind of what you know about, like, who was his original owner and that he sort of got through a rescue organization transported to this woman who um, agreed to take him and sort of rehabilitate him? Sure. So the story came out in early September where um, an elderly couple who I think were um, either dementia or just had some sort of problems and they had this dog that they really loved but they just fed it nonstop. Mm-hmm. And it's um, a dachshund, so they will eat nonstop, as mine yeah. does. Yeah. And um, eventually it got to weigh 77 pounds, which oh. is seven pounds more than my lab. Um, and a normal dachshund weighs around you know, 20 pounds or so. So really we're talking about four and a half dogs in one. Um, and uh, someone realized that this poor dog was going to die if if he didn't uh, get some care and wasn't taken from from these folks who really couldn't take care of him. So a relative of the elderly couple posted about this dog on the Oregon Dachshund Rescue Rescue Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And um, ODR was able to uh, uh, find someone in Portland. Uh, I'm not sure if ODR found the person or the person read it on the page, but Eventually, they hooked up, and 
um, ODR arranged to transport Odie from the elderly couple to the woman in Portland who is an EMT and um, has a, cert- as a certified vet- veterinary technician and she volunteered to help him lose weight. And just a couple of days ago, she posted a update that said Obi had lost uh, 12 pounds. He was down to, I think, 65 pounds or so. Mm-hmm. And just before we um, got on the air today, there was an update on this woman's Facebook page who rescued Obi, saying that ODR now wanted Obi back now that he has become somewhat famous. He's got thousands of Facebook followers. 64,000. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, you know, he's known about all over the world. People in 20 countries have joined the Facebook page, and he's become extremely famous. And um, this is only my opinion. I don't know the facts so far yet, but um, apparently now that Odie is extremely famous, uh, now ODR wants him back. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman who volunteered to take him is extremely upset about it because she thought that she was going to take care of Obi and that um, she's already invested a lot of money in his treatment. And um, over the course of the last month or so, it's really worked hard to get him down to 65 pounds. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we are right now with this story. I'm not exactly sure how it um, is going to go forward from here, but there are definitely lawyers involved now, unfortunately. And um, this isn't the first time that a dog has been rescued and then it has gotten very famous and uh, there's been a huge legal fight over it. So it's not out of the ordinary, but it is sad because I think the woman who originally took Obi was really concerned about his health and that's it. So mm-hmm. we'll have to watch this and see how it how it turns out. Yeah, and you can uh, follow this if you want to kind of plug in directly. On Facebook, you can find the story under Biggest Loser, comma, Doxy Edition, D-O-X-I-E. Um, and that's kind of Obi's Facebook page. And uh, he's got over 64,000 likes. And her uh, most recent post, as you said, we both saw it, which was about an hour ago. Um, she sort of posted a long post about this story, and, and then it, she says that the owner of Oregon Docks and Rescue is now demanding that I give Obi to her and actually deliver him to her lawyer's office. And I must appear in court Monday morning. Uh, she's claiming that Obi belongs to her, that I am misusing funds and not providing proper veterinary care. Right. So it is people do the darndest things, don't they? When it comes to money, yes. Yeah. This well, is like that woman that defaced that painting in Italy, I think it was. Uh, the, you know, the Renaissance fresco of of uh, the Christ. And then now, it, because it became an internet meme, uh, it became really famous. They're getting lots of uh, visits for people checking out the painting that she destroyed. Now she's taking legal action so that she could get paid. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> for people coming to the church, it's, it's for her illegal action. For well, it wasn't. She volunteered basically, even though she wasn't a, a painter, to restore this uh, painting. 
I took it upon herself with nobody asking her to do it, and it it turned out terribly. Oh, wow. uh, but because it was so bad, it became like a internet sensation, and now you know they're getting a lot of tourists coming to see <laughs> the painting she destroyed. Now she wants money for it. That's amazing. So it's a kind of a similar situation, it's like but missing with a dog, the, unfortunately. Yeah, missing the point, huh? Yeah. Well, um, like I said, Robert, you have an update. Um, on seattledogspot.com about uh, the the OB update and then, uh, you know, this sort of breaking story about this drama now around it. And you can follow that on, um, you can find his Facebook page, Biggest Loser, comma, Doxie Edition, D-O-X-I-E. Um, you know, and the concern, of course, the primary concern of us is of this dog's health and care and that he's able to I mean it's just ridiculous you look at his his photo he's all fat I mean he's it's, I'm amazed that he's was still alive you know at this yeah, point if you watch the videos it's just amazing he can Ugh. barely walk oh and it I mean it caused so much uh you know anger from dog lovers and um and then there's like she's got these videos of like him walking on the beach and you know is obviously getting taken good care of and she did this you know it's a very generous thing for her to take this on and uh yeah interesting well we'll see how that goes yeah hopefully uh whatever happens will be in the best interest of the dog and not the people yes um now well, let's see. Robert, you you have a, po- a post. We're going to take a break here in a minute. But um, when we come back, I want to talk about your post about uh, China treats because mm-hmm. I was just talking with Susan Thixton last week. And they have an event. I don't know if you've heard of this uh, Black Friday for Pets. And no. it's actually um, specifically focused on the treats that are carried by Walmart. Um, they're sort of targeting Walmart, pun intended, I guess, or un- not intended, um, uh, because they're like the, you know, they're the largest store. And, you know, the, really the focus is to try to get media attention on Black Friday um, around them, the fact that these treats are still on the shelves. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Robert Pregelman, who's the founder of seattledogspot.com. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Camly Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area, licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. Hi, I'm Susan Jacoby, your host with Conversations That Heal. Conversations That Heal is a show that opens conversations to give hope and heal our hearts. 
I am a motivational speaker, an author, and an advocate for survivors of childhood trauma. For more about me and Conversations That Heal, please visit our website, conversationsthatheal.com. And tune in every Tuesday at noon on Alternative Talk 1150 for Conversations That Heal. Every generation needs a voice, and on Mondays at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150, Lewis Howard's show, Head of the House, is the voice for the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Head of the House brings education, insight, and information that brings health and healing to the challenges of managing your home, relationships, and your career. Tune in once, and you will be hooked. That's Head of the House every Monday at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150. For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Negativity and fear, two staples of talk radio. Well, we figured we'd try something different. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back with Robert Pregelman, who's the founder of seattledogspot.com. Uh, your one-stop shop for all things dog, um, services, blog, news, uh, all sorts of stuff. It's a great site. Check it out. Lots of great stories and articles, and uh, I have articles on there as well. So check those out as well. And, Robert, you're going to a dog blog conference or something? Yeah, it's a, it's a pet blogger conference. It's called Bark World. Huh. And, um, you know, everybody's blogging now, and um, it just brings in pet bloggers from all over the country, and they uh, learn tips about how to make their blogs more interesting and generate traffic and huh. uh, usually gives you lots of really good ideas on what you can write about. Interesting. And how long is that? Just a couple of days. Uh-huh. So you're in Tennessee right now, and then you're headed up to Atlanta. Is that where it is? Yep, it's in Atlanta. Huh. Interesting. Do you know how many people are attending? Yeah, usually, you know, two to three hundred. I mean, it's pretty big. Huh. Oh, interesting. Well, I hope that that's productive for you. Uh, it's a great site, seattledogspot.com. We were just talking in the last segment, if you're just tuning in, about uh, update on Obi, the grotesquely overweight dachshund who has sort of hit national television with his story. And uh, there's some recently developed drama around that um, because now he's sort of gotten famous. And so the rescue organization that transported him to his home is now demanding him back. And um, the woman is saying that it's not just because he's famous. It's not because of his, you know, best interest. Uh, So you can uh, keep up on that. Uh, Find them on their Facebook page, Biggest Loser, Doxy Edition, and... um, you know, great way to keep up on current events is also through seattledogspot.com. Um, you have a post, Robert, about the whole uh, jerky treats from China, which is sort of the hot, one of the hot topics um, mm-hmm. 
and I just did a whole show about that uh, last week with Susan Thixton, the founder of truthaboutpetfood.com. Mm-hmm. And she was um, talking about something called Black Friday for Pets. And um, I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to talk about your article, which speaks to, you know, apparently we're adding, you know, one another person believes that their dog died from eating tainted chicken treats made in China. And this is just from October 22nd. Uh, North Carolina dog? Yeah, Salisbury, North Carolina. This poor woman fed her dog. Uh, it was a beagle, nine-year-old beagle, fed her, um, I think it was the Milo's mm-hmm. uh, chicken treats. Milo's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, three or four days in a row, and um, the dog got very sick. It was vomiting, had severe diarrhea. It ended up, uh, the kidneys shut down, and they had to put the dog down after about a week. And that's a very, unfortunately, um, similar story to um, all the other dogs. Right now, I think the total number of dogs that have actually died is over 300. 360 last week. Now, yep. I guess maybe 361. And yeah, those are and of reported cases, so it's actually going to be higher than that. Yes, and it doesn't count the ones who actually got sick but survived. There's right. thousands of those. Deaths. Robert, can you imagine you one of your dogs dying as a result of a treat that you fed them? No. I, I, I would first be so devastated and then so angry, I wouldn't know what to do. I, mean, I, I would probably try to go to China myself and figure out what happened because <laughs> not only is it, you know, something that you thought you were you were loving your dog and giving it a treat, but um, it's not something new. This has been going on for over a year now, and there's, as you said, 361 yeah. cases of dogs dying that we know of and thousands more that got sick. And you know the FDA is giving warnings, but they're but they're saying there's no direct evidence that links um, these treats to the dogs that are dying. But just it happens to be a coincidence. The ones that die eat the treats that are made in China, so it mm-hmm. doesn't take a genius to figure it out. Right. And Susan's point um, in our interview last week, and if you missed that show, you can listen to it easily on our website, DogRadioShow.com. And also a free download from iTunes. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and you'll find us there. You can download all of our over 190 episodes now for free. And don't forget to find us on Facebook as well, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You can also find Robert and Seattle Dog Spot on Facebook, too. So be sure to connect with us there as well. Um, Susan's point last week one of her points, one of her many points, uh, and she's with truthaboutpetfood.com, was that uh, there was a, uh, like an, they had a, um, there was like an inkling of that there was a baby food that was potentially making babies sick or something like that. There was like a, they had gotten a whiff of potential that this may possibly be happening, and mm-hmm. they pulled it immediately. Yep. And we have over now 360 dogs who have died who, you know, not coincidentally, it doesn't seem, have all eaten these treats from China, you know, within a few days and have had the cause of death is this kidney issue, which is because of a chemical that's in the treats for 
for preserving it. And they're still on the shelves. Yes. So it's like, it's so insulting, isn't it? Yes. And it's, there's uh, three brands that have the most complaints. Mm. Um, And I will have those uh, in just a couple of seconds. But there's, it's clearly these three main brands that are made in China. Mm hmm. Well, Black Friday for Pets is uh, on truthaboutpetfood.com. It's uh, just a few posts down on the homepage. And it's uh, on Black Friday, which is November 23rd this year, which is like a month away. That's crazy. Um, is uh, What she's doing is she's organizing determined pet food consumers all across the U.S. and Canada to gather together in front of Walmart stores with uh, signs and flyers to hand out to consumers and to uh, have people ask for the managers of the stores and ask them to remove those treats from their shelves and to express their concern for our pet's safety. And the so why Black Friday? Because it's, you know, media there, there were media all over the place on Black Friday covering how it's the busiest shopping day of the year. And um, why Walmart? Because it's the largest national retailer. So if Walmart removes the treats from store shelves, it is likely other retailers will follow. And, um, you know, it's a great idea. And the, and the, the, the point is to get media coverage. I mean, to have these conversations with the managers and the stores to impact Walmart, but to also, you know, really um, get a lot of exposure about this and really expose the stores and to kind of tap into this media presence that will already be there. And so, you know, anywhere, U.S. and Canada, um, you know, check this out, organize a group of people. There don't need to be that many and um, have some presence at a Walmart near you. And the three brands are Wagon Train. W-A-G-G-I-N, Canyon Creek, those are both produced by Nestle, and Milo's Kitchen, which is produced by Del Monte. But if you look anywhere on a package, it should say made in China. If it doesn't say where it's made, don't buy it. Uh, Even made in the USA, the ingredients can still be sourced from China. Correct. Which is another... You know, I just heard... um, about Washington law that um, you can put anything on the back of the, you can put anything on the ingredient list on the back of a bag of food. It's the front of the package that does have some regulation and even those are lacking, but that you can actually write that there's no regulation. They're not telling people to do this, but that there's no regulation for what people put on the ingredient list. Is that pet food or any? Yeah. Or just any food at all? Pet. Oh, pet food. Pet. Ah, that's yeah. Ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? It's like, oh my gosh. I mean, the, all of this, everything is just structured to protect the company, not the consumer. Yeah. Well, for so long, they put such horrible things in pet food that nobody knew about. And um, there's still some of that going on today. And I guess the, the lobbyists for the huge pet food companies are making sure it stays that way. It's going on even more so today. It's just like, the, I mean, it's just amazing. It's the, the issue is trust. And when you have any relationship or any 
aspect of anything coming from China, you don't know what they've done to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, she's got another story about fish and what they do. They soak it in this chemical so that it retains more water so that it's heavier. So that they can, you know, they can make more money. And, you know, of course, this chemical is is proven to, um, it's like a neurotoxin. It's like, awesome. Yeah. And all fish, like from all around the world, will they will ship it to China for processing. Like uh, she was saying, cod from Scotland, they'll ship it like 10,000 miles to China to process it rather than process it locally. It's amazing. I know. Okay. So Black Friday, check that one out. Uh, You can find the story. There's a link to it on dogradioshow.com from last week. And you can see the article about the recent uh, another person believes their dog died from eating tainted chicken treats made in China. That article is on seattledogspot.com. And uh, you've got a lot of great other articles there about all sorts of things. You have this really cute one about um, that... that I believe your wife wrote about uh, your your two dogs and a road trip and how they were sort of swapping beds the whole way. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. I love um, I love hearing about dynamics with families with multiple dogs. It's you know just love watching that. And these two are funny. Um, a Yelm dog rescued off the uh, Mount Washington, and now this is a Mount Washington in Washington State. I was thinking Mount Washington in New Hampshire, because that's where I'm from. Well, I'm from New England. Um, And sort of the point of that is that if you're going on a dangerous hike, don't bring your dog. Yeah, there are so many stories like that. Mm. And they just get scared and trapped up there. Fortunately, this owner went back to get the dog, unlike an owner in Colorado who left his dog on a 14,000-foot mountain and didn't go back to get it. I can't imagine. I know. Uh, Lots of great stories. Robert, thank you for taking the time on your vacation in Tennessee uh, to talk with us today. Always great to have you on the show. Thanks. Looking back to to getting back to the Northwest where there is no heat and humidity. (laughs) Awesome. I can appreciate that. All right. We'll talk to you soon. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com Who is Jopra? What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Renowned. Born and raised in Seattle, independent-minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday at 2, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. 
Hi, I'm Pat Pauley, and I hope you listen to my brand new radio show, Get Active, at 1230 in the afternoon each Tuesday for ideas on how you can stay fit and active and connected to our community. Each week, we'll have a guest who knows in depth about some activity you may be interested in. We'll cover everything from working out, sports, sailing, skiing, to bridge, dancing, volunteering, you name it. Again, it's Get Active at 1230 in the afternoon each Tuesday right here at Alternative Talk 1150. Specializing in spinal decompression, chiropractic, and physiotherapy, Dr. Justin Favreau and his team uses integrative, evidence-based treatments to provide his patients with comprehensive care that works with the body-as-a-whole connected system. Director of the Advanced Rehabilitation and Wellness Center, Dr. Favreau would love to find a solution for your symptoms of pain, numbness, and tingling headaches, allergies, fatigue, and general malaise. Contact Dr. Favreau at 206-497-4962 or go to advancedrehabandwellness.com. That's advancedrehabandwellness.com. This is Alternative Talk, 1150. Got it? Cool. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. If you missed, uh, if you're just tuning in, we were just talking with Robert Pregelman of seattledogspot.com about some dogs in the news. And if you missed any part of this show or any of our over 190 episodes now, you can find us online at dogradioshow.com. All of our shows are archived on our website. Just go to the podcast page and all the shows will um, come up with the most recent show at the top of the list. And you can scroll all the way down to my first episode, February 18th of 2009. And you can hear the terror in my voice. <laughs> uh, maybe you can't. I don't know. I don't think you can hear uh, how scared I was. I think I did a pretty good job. But I was. And... Um, it's just amazing that we've had now almost we're looking close to our 200th episode and uh it's just amazing almost 4 years now on the air and uh more to, like the more I do this the more there is to talk about so you know when you go to the website to look at our archived episodes it's a that's a great way to see what each episode is about um so if you want to pick out ones uh, if 190 is a little overwhelming for you um, then you can kind of scroll through quickly and see who my guest is, if I have a guest, sort of what the topic is on that show, and then pick out ones that you like. And then if you jot down the episode number, you can then go to iTunes and actually download it for free. Um, and then you can take it with you like on your um, iPhone or iPad or MP3 player or whatever. Um, it's, I think, harder to search the topics from iTunes so if you're wanting to check out each show, go to the website, dogradioshow.com. And then if you want to download for free from iTunes from there, you can also subscribe, you know, moving forward, subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then each new show every week will just automatically be delivered into your um, iTunes. So uh, that's a great way to just get the shows automatically. And then you can listen weekly moving forward. But then you'll still have a lot of catching up to do. And... Um, 
the I wanted to talk in these last few minutes of today's show about uh, just a couple of things. Um, there was one I sort of mentioned at the beginning of the show, some little pet peeves of mine. There was this little boxer puppy tied out outside of a coffee shop shivering. And I sort of, you know, was just like, why are you doing that? Give him a, at least give him a jacket. Um, and then dogs in the backs of trucks. How that freaks me out when I see that, especially on the highway. Unbelievable. Um, I, you know, I was in a department store uh, last week, I think, and this woman had her dog. It was like an old um, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel in the department store with her. So I'm kind of thinking like, okay, is this dog a service dog? Mm -hmm. Um, The dog wasn't marked, but they don't have to be. And so I assumed that it was... But the problem with that was that this dog was so stressed out. One, it was old. Its back legs were shaking. And this dog was panting, like uh, heavily panting. And its tongue was like all like engorged and swollen from, you know, stress, like heavily, heavily panting. And it was like, and she was just in there talking to the um uh, like employee there and talking about her clothes. And I was just like, your dog is so stressed out right now. Are you like totally oblivious? I didn't say it like this, but I'm thinking like, are you completely oblivious to the fact that your dog is like miserable right now? Oh, like it was not hot. It's not, wasn't like heat related. And that would be another issue. Um, but I'm just like, oh, I'm so protective of dogs. <laughs> All over the place, and I just see, um, I don't know if it's, like, my issue. I don't think it is, or if I'm just super sensitive to it because of all my work with dogs. Now, was this at a mall? Because I get stressed out like that, too, if (laughs) I I go to the mall. This was in uh, Macy's. Okay. Yeah. As part of a mall, as they tend to be. Right, right. I know. I mean, I left, and I was (laughs) like, oh, my God. I mean, I've got this wedding coming up, so I've just been, like, doing a lot more shopping than I normally do, and... I think I was in there for like three and a half hours and just left like completely wiped out, yeah. panting. See, I know how that dog feels. Yes. <laughs> well, it's just like, God, why do, what do you do? You know, if it's a service dog, it needs it is obviously way stressed out and should is now also of the age of retirement. And if it's not a service dog, what are you doing dragging your dog into the store anyway? Because it's miserable. Um. I had a I have a lesson um, this afternoon after the show actually with a family uh, with it's this lesson is mostly with their kids um, which sometimes I do uh, you know mostly people hire me adults hire me for training for themselves but sometimes I get um, families who have you know kids and the kids need some training as well and which is great I mean for all different reasons. Uh, So that the kids can learn how to interact with the dogs. Sometimes if it's a puppy, like a rambunctious puppy, the kids are, you know, might feel overwhelmed or nervous. And I had a lesson last week with a family with a couple kids as well. And um, the little boy of that lesson asked me a great question because they, you know, they have a Labradoodle and all they want to do you know, as as kids is to like cuddle with the dog all the time. And he was kind of asking me about what's sort of 
okay and what's not okay as far as how he cuddles with the dog. And the mm-hmm. parents had already done a great job of, um, you know, already working with the kids. Like, you don't lay on the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you don't strangle the dog. Um, and sort of teaching them how to be gentle and still cuddle with the dog. And one of the things that I saw the dog do, and I think that this is important, I think, for people of all ages to um, be sensitive to, but is to let the dog tell you if they like it or not. And I don't mean by, like, aggression, but I mean in a situation where there's not where there's no aggression, like, does the dog try to move away? And so what we saw with this dog was that, I mean, the dog was very sweet and very tolerant, and the little boy was sort of laying down next to him and ha- then sort of put his face, like, right in next to the dog's face and was just like really sort of intensely in the dog's space, wasn't laying on top of him or anything like that, but was just like sort of jammed up right next to him and the dog like shifted away. And so it was like, see how he moved away from you when he does that, don't follow him. And, you know, a simple point, but something that, you know, I think people aren't aware of necessarily. And then especially for kids, because if our dog is is not comfortable in a situation, we want them to know that moving away works. Because if moving away doesn't work, and, and then especially if they get, you know, against a wall or in a corner, then what they might do is eventually try aggression. If sort of avoidance doesn't work, then they're going to need to try other means to set boundaries. And then, you know, in some cases... The dog might develop aggression, start growling and snapping, and we don't want to see that. So, you know, teaching kids uh, of all ages to just be mindful of if, you know, and respectful of the dog. If the dog, you know, if you go lay down next to the dog to cuddle and the dog gets up and moves away, don't go and (laughs) follow the dog and then lay down and cuddle with it again. That's the dog's way of saying, you know, I'm not really into this right now. And to just sort of respect that and don't push it. Because that is a wonderful choice for a dog to make to move away and, you know, to avoid rather than using aggression to try to create space, which is another very natural way that dogs will try to set boundaries. But we don't want to, you know, push them to that point. So sort of common themes. I've said this on the show over the years. Sometimes I have like waves of certain behaviors that I work with or like breeds or... um you know, settings or something like that with my lessons. And and currently it seems to be lots of kids, um, which is great. Great to educate kids and proper ways to approach a dog, to always ask first before petting a dog, um, you know, to be really mindful of space and their energy and all that stuff are great lessons for kids. So That uh, brings us to the end of today's show. And uh, like I said, you can find all of our shows archived online, dogradioshow.com. You can find us as a free download on iTunes. Search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And be sure to find us on Facebook, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Become a fan and become part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. and rebroadcast on Sundays at 1 We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.